What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Jumping Bases. Today's a real <laughs> special day. We got a special guest in the building. And first and foremost, I want to say shout out to our sponsors, AT&T and Sister Sandbox. Great things that they do for us. But let's jump right into it. Steve, talk to me. Yeah, how we doing, guys? K-Men, welcome. My name is Steve Toro, program associate here at the base. Started the podcast when, when I got my full-time role uh, with the program associate back in September. I've been podcasting since 2019. I host and produced the Since the Sandbox podcast. Not baseball related, but we have Christoph here. Christoph, you care to introduce yourself before we get to our guests? Hi, my name's Christoph, and I'm nine years old, and I go to the base. That's right. <laughs> and, nice. and who do we have here, guys? My name's Kirk Carapesa. I'm one of the co-founders of the K-Men. We keep track of the strikeouts at Fenway Park. Awesome. And? Uh, I'm Matt Tavares, and I am the, the sort of the resident artist of the K-Men. Whenever Kirk has an idea for a t-shirt <laughs> or a hat or whatever, Calls me and I drop whatever I'm doing and <laughs> get and, going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and work on my my KR. That's awesome, guys. We're really excited to have you here. We've heard so much about you. Mindy and the development team have talked um, very highly about you guys. And you know, we're always seeing the K's at the Red Sox game. Wonder what are those guys? Who are they? <laughs> but we have a couple of questions. Just really want to get get to know you guys a little bit more and, and get to know why the K Man was started. So, Kamara, you care to start us off with the world of questions? Me myself, I'm not. A big baseball person I don't know much about the sport but I <laughs> promise you guys that I'm learning I'm learning I'm trying my best but you know a, a, a lot of things have history to it a lot of things have meaning to it like the base you know at some point this was started just on a sheet of paper so I was actually wondering how how'd you guys start to support like uh, Pedro how'd you guys come about and like what yeah. was your motive and like how, how'd you bring everything to come together yeah so my best friend and I Ryan McCarthy were at Pedro's first game in April of 1998 it was just a few months after the Red Sox signed Pedro from the Montreal Expos and we were sitting in the grandstands. It was like a rainy Tuesday night, and there weren't very many people there. It was back when Fenway Park didn't really sell out. There were only maybe 10, 15,000 people there, and he was just striking out guy after guy. And I think he struck out like 10 or 15 guys that night. <laughs> and we looked out in the bleachers, which were empty, and where they used to keep track of Roger Clemens' strikeouts. Some fans used to do it when Clemens would pitch, and no one was keeping track of his, his strikeouts. And K is a symbol for strikeout because it's the last letter of the word struck, as in the batter struck out. So we went home that night, and we just had the buzz because there were 15,000 people there that night. Probably five to 10,000 of them were Dominican fans from Boston <laughs> who were just there to root for right. Pedro, right? And they had the Dominican flags. And it was, just, it was like going to a, like a European or a, a you know South American soccer game. And so we went home, and we just thought, we got to go back. And we got to bring K's. And so we went home and we did what we just did. We printed up 27 K cards just in case Pedro struck out all the guys. We were wow. optimistic teenagers. <laughs> and so we went back to his next game and we did not miss one of Pedro's games at Fenway from 1998 to 2004. And we even went on the road. Sometimes we wow. went to Yankee Stadium, wow. Baltimore. That's impressive. Um, and we, we just kept the tradition going. Once Pedro left and the Sox won the first their first World Series in 2004, we kept the tradition going. We pick one pitcher a game, uh, one pitcher a season, usually the ace, whoever we think is gonna have the most strikeouts. Oh, right. that's awesome. Wow, right so on. I'm happy you brought up the ace because our little one, Christoph, he actually has a question about the Red Sox ace. So okay. um, Christoph, go right ahead. First, love the hats. My dad bought two of them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And nice. all the money goes directly to the base. You go to bostonkman.org. The shirts, the hats, all the money goes directly to the base. Thank you to a sponsor, the Lions Group, and their sports bar, Game On. Thanks to a very generous donation that they made to the base. 100% of the proceeds this year go directly to the base and student-athletes like you. That's incredible. 
So, now for my real question. So, okay. Chris Sale's out for half yes, the season. I know. So, who will be the Red Sox? Uh, I know. We're thinking, <laughs> you know, we're thinking, you know, the Cayman are getting old. So, initially we thought maybe we'll just, you know, sit out half the season. But we have so much momentum. And, the you know, we're raising funds and awareness for the base. We're thinking we might start with Nathan Avaldi, right? Okay. He strikes out a lot of yeah. guys. He, he throws the 97-mile-per-hour fastball. As soon as I and, heard uh, he was injured. Yeah. You know, the aces, I thought it would be. Yeah. Right, and he's got the he's got you know you know Chris Sale's got the rib injury, but he's also he's also not vaccinated, so that means he can't pitch in Canada for ten of the games because wow. there's a um, and so the Cayman are we're pro vaccine, and so we're thinking <laughs> we're thinking we might support Evaldi to start the season and nice. see how that goes. What do you think, Matt? Well, yeah, I mean last year we skipped the first half of the season too because Chris right. Sale was injured, right. so it gets to where. You know, we kind of want to get up there. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> we got all this get momentum. Up. We can't just sit out the sit out the, the first half of the season. Days, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I like the idea of posting for Ivaldi. Yeah. And and Christoph also had another question. Christoph, do you want to ask your other question because he just brought it up about That's the twenty sevens? Yeah. You got your it, first question was kind of political. <laughs> <laughs> and when when Chris Sale comes back, will there be two aces or will you just? Ooh, have to good one? question. We usually just stick with one pitcher. The optics of the K-Men are nice because people see the K-Signs at the games or on TV and they think that we're there for every game, but we only pick one pitcher. It's a lot of work, to be honest. It's a long, the games last three to four hours, right? A lot of us are moms and dads and we have families. And so to go to every single game would be, be a, a lot. lot. And that's one of the reasons why we're enlisting the base. You know, we're, we're getting too old for this and we <laughs> need the young talent like you to come and help post some signs. Are you going to come to a game? Yes, sir. All right. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. And Guy, get, get. The group is called the K-Men because that's what Kirk and Ryan right. thought of when they were in, when they were like 16 years old. Well, that's what people started calling they us. They're it. like, oh, it's the K-Guys. It's the but K-Men. It's, it's really, it's, it's K-People, K-Crew. Right. There's men, right. women, children, yeah. babies. My, my kids are 17 and 14 now. And yep. been Your daughters have posted games. My, my wife, they were babies. You know, wow. My wife, you know, posts games with us. She was my girlfriend at the time. She didn't think I was too crazy. So she thought I, you know, <laughs> you know, the K-Men are married. And, but yeah, my mom has been to games. You know, we're we're equal opportunity K posters. That's awesome. So. And you guys, you know, impact a lot of people. Some people might have been, you know, their first games going going to a Red Sox game, hanging up K signs. So that's an absolutely incredible experience. So today we're here at the base, and later on we're going to get into what you guys did here today because that was a really mm-hmm. cool experience. But before we do that, I'd just like you guys to touch upon, you know, your your connection and, and your involvement here at the base and how that really got started because I'm, I'm interested to hear, and I know they are as well. Right. Yeah, so we, you know, for our 20th anniversary, which was in 2000. 18 it was the 20th you know season we thought let's print up some commemorative shirts and raise some money for the jimmy fund which is the official charity of the the red sox we raised a lot of money and it was great the jimmy fund is an arm of harvard university so we're, we're raising this money and like they're very appreciative and we raised money that year and we kind of regrouped after the season and we thought you know we're a community grassroots organization we want to support another grassroots organization that's baseball focused so my wife introduced me to Robert Lewis Jr., you know, the founder of the base, and I just got the bug. You know, when you meet Robert, it's just this, you know, infectious. <laughs> you want to be on Robert's team, right? Yeah, and so do. we thought, let's team up with the base, and our goal is is so simple. We just want to use our small but prominent platform within Red Sox Nation to raise awareness for the base and to raise funds for our city's kids, because, you know, too many of our city's kids have don't have the the things that we all take for granted you know high quality education computers wi-fi and we just think that 
you know, all of them have the potential to succeed, but they've not been given the opportunity. And that's what this is about. It's about giving opportunity and access to our city's kids. And we are fully integrating the K-Men with the base. And so we want the student athletes coming up with us at the games. We want their coaches joining us, right? This is about using baseball as a platform to bring people together and really disconnected communities. Mm -hmm. You know, Fenway has changed over the years. When we started doing this, like I said, it was, you know, half the fans were Dominican fans, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of those, a lot of, a lot of the, those fans have been priced out of Fenway and the, the atmosphere has changed, right? Yeah, it's a little more definitely. corporate, you yeah, know, and you yeah, can, you yeah. can yeah, it, you get, there was a marked moment actually in 1999 after the all-star game, they started selling out and we noticed the change, you know, a lot of, there were fewer Dominican fans at the games mm-hmm. and we just think that this is an opportunity to bring people in who might not otherwise be able to get to all the games. And we just think it's, it's an opportunity to increase access for fans and raise a, raise a lot of money and awareness and also a lot of you know people who are watching you know red sox nation is all over the world or people might be watching up in you know new england you know maine new hampshire they know who the red sox are they know who the cayman are but they don't know about the base and this is a way that we can kind of make that connection that's awesome that's awesome now kamari i know you have another question but before we get into your question um i just want to talk about what you guys both do professionally aside from the cayman because that's really <laughs> we have full-time right? jobs yeah, yeah exactly. full-time jobs. Yeah. so yeah. matt i'm actually going to start with you so we know that you're an author and we actually have your book here zachary's ball so do you care to go in a little in depth with that and and why you wrote the book yeah, that's my other job. <laughs> children's when he's books. not answering my text messages about <laughs> yeah. designing but, our latest shirt. But that's, shirt. that's yeah. the real Boston. I, I, I swear, I must be a Boston thing, but everyone from Boston has a side hustle. Like, they do. They, like, <laughs> if you don't have a side hustle, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, just go get her. So I like, you know what I mean? So that, that's, if this I could be that. our full-time job, we'd do it. I, like, right? yeah, I love yeah. it. You know what I mean? So, so I'm happy to see that. Yeah. happy to see Trying. Trying. Yeah. I mean, for years, we just posted K's for fun. So it's cool to have some purpose behind it now right but yeah my my other job is I, I write and illustrate children's books that's um, awesome so I've and I do have a few baseball uh, themed books Zachary's mm-hmm. ball I did a book about Pedro Martinez uh, growing up Pedro okay. so this is something I've just always loved so uh, the K-Men is sort of an extension of that and how long have you been an author uh, a while my first book uh, Zachary's ball came out in 2000 oh so. wow that's awesome. So yeah, she's that was five years old. Years <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That was five. Yeah, That's I've definitely gotten to the point where I run into people who were like, "Oh, I loved your books when I was a kid." I'm like, oh wow, I'm, makes I'm you feel old, huh? Old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No, good, though. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And you, you clearly designed this awesome oh, swag yeah. that we yeah. have here. Yeah. 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 So love you that. Design, and check out the Matt designed these awesome Dominican flag shirts this yeah, year. Yeah, we got new shirts this year. We don't have yeah. them yet, but, uh, but they're, they're coming in next month. Sort of Dominican flag with a silhouette that might kind of look like Pedro <laughs> in the front of the That's shirt. That's dope. We love yeah, it. Yeah. We love it. I can't yeah. wait to I'm get sorry. one. And then, um, you know, continue with the questions. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I'm from the inner city. I'm from Phil's Corner, Dorchester. Um, yep. I'm very big for my community. And um, you talked about, like, you know, a lot of the uh, minorities being priced out and stuff like yeah. that. So um, how important is the community to you and how important is having relations with the inner city and the community that you, the Boston that you might not see on the TV. Cause you turn on your TV, the, uh, right. w, you might see uh Newberry street and stuff, but yeah. nobody comes into the Mattapans, the Roxbury's right. and stuff like that. So talk to me yeah. more so about, um, you know, your relations with the community and you know, what drives you to, yeah. you know, the, to, to make this all possible. Right. I mean, we, you know, a lot of the K-Men grew up in the suburbs, you know, we grew up in the suburbs and we came into our experience coming to the city might've been to go to Fenway, but then we, we went out, we weren't going to Dorchester and Mattapan and Roxbury. And so, you know, since then, a lot of the K-Men, 
you know, we've gone to college and we work, you know, I work in, uh, I work for GBH and I cover higher education. I'm a reporter. And so these issues are really central to what I do, you know, access and success, specifically for low income, non-traditional students. And I think that making that connection and partnering with the base, you know, it's important to us because we love what this organization stands for, right? It's about the power of sports to connect otherwise disconnected communities, right? right? And this is in a moment too, when baseball, a lot of people think baseball is boring, right? It's competing with Facebook and video games and all these things, right? We totally disagree. We think the slow pace of the game is what makes it great because it allows us to slow down and to build relationships with people and those people around us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter how much the game changes, you know, whether it's, you know, big data or analytics or video games, what remains the same for the game is that it's this cultural platform that has the ability to bring us together. And if we can do that and and keep that tradition alive, then that's that's why we keep doing this crazy tradition of putting up these case ads. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So Kirk, I know you touched upon it quickly in there working over at GBH. Should you care to go in depth yeah, a little sure, bit more? Yeah, yeah. About yeah. So I'm I'm a you know I'm a public radio journalist and I cover higher education and people are like, oh, well, what does that mean? You know, I cover colleges and universities in the town. Boston's a little bit of a college town, right? You can't walk a couple of miles bit. without landing on, on the college campus. A little right? bit. Yeah, exactly. August comes, <laughs> the college kids take exactly. over traffic, Everywhere. everything. Yeah. You know? So I always joke, it's got like covering covering higher education and college, colleges in Boston, it's kind of like chasing cars. Like on any given day, there are 10 or 15 things that happen that I could cover. but. What we focus on are like four or five major themes, things like access and success for college, which I know is central to the base's mission, right? Making sure. sure that these students not only have a place to come and, you know, play baseball and basketball and other sports, but also get exposure to careers in college. And so we focus on that. It's a major issue in our country. Um, you know, even you know, of those people who go to college, only half of them graduate within within uh, six years. Right. You know, so looking at those issues and how do we make sure that what people are learning in college aligns with the workforce. And we look at things like, you know, online and new technology and what we call global competitiveness. You know, this idea of asking, is our country offering enough high quality, affordable degrees to remain globally competitive against other countries? And so, you know, at any given time, I'm working on two or three different stories. And what I love about it is I get to go out and I get to talk to young people about what they're passionate about. You know, and a lot of the stories intersect, you know, it's a higher education beat, but it's rare that I'm covering just education. You know, it's also about race and class and labor and workforce development. You know, I just did a story about caste discrimination, you know, South Asian students coming to the United States and bringing with them discriminate, you know, bring with them the same bias that they have that they face in India and in South Asia. Think, you know, things that I never thought I'd report on. But um, at any given time, I'm juggling these stories and uh, the stories air on GBH 89.7. And they also appear online at GBHnews.org. And GBH is a member station of NPR and PBS. And so we partner with, you know, National Public Radio and Marketplace and The World and some other channels. Right. Right. On. Yeah. That's right awesome. On. So, guys, one last question that we have and just want to really ask you both this. Matt and Kirk, what are some of the best experiences you guys have had <laughs> along this journey? I'm sure you guys have had many, been doing this for a long time, so interested to hear. I mean, there's been so many. For me, I think the first thing I, th I, I think of is uh, 2013 was the first year my daughter, who's 17 now, the first year she was super into the Red Sox. And to go to some of those games, like uh, the, the first one I think of is when they clinched the 
they clinched the wild card, I think. I, I think it was like right. the, the, the John Lester pitched. Yep. We were up there posting K's, and it was they clinched it to make it in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And just for and the cool thing about the K man, like if there are kids there, we always let the kids post the K's, and it's yeah. so much fun. And uh, and we have all these crazy superstitions, like there was the lucky ball to run. Right. Yeah. The K ball. <laughs> called it the K ball. Just it's, to be there with my it's kids. It's nasty. You need hand um, sanitizer. This is pre-COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That, that's probably my favorite yeah. memory, just taking my kids up there and awesome. having them post Ks. I mean, yeah, so many, so many games. If you think about it, you know, baseball games last anywhere between three to five hours, right? We've been doing this for 24 years. It's a lot of baseball, yeah. right? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's some lot. people are like, some people, you know, say like, wow, that's a, that, that's a waste of time. Other people might say, you know, that's an incredible waste of time. But what, again, what it goes back to is there are these moments, you know, there's certain games and and uh, and seasons that were better than others, but it is it's the relationships. You know, like Matt and I met doing this. You know, we met. I was a tour guide at Fenway Park in the summers, and Matt was on the field promoting his book uh, Zachary's Ball. And I think that's when we first yeah. met, right? And then that's he started incredible. coming to the games. Yeah. That was back in like ninety. It's like two, the book came 2000? out in two thousand. Yeah, so it might have been might have been th- two thousand or two thousand one. Right. Yeah. So, it's, wow. but there's also there's also I mean those first few seasons like when Pedro was in his prime, so 98, fun. 99. The city shut down. Yeah. Like, you did not want to miss a Pedro. Pedro sort of, and the, yeah. the amazing thing, too, was at the games, was usually the offense is the exciting part, right? You go to get, you go to the bathroom or you go get food when your team is pitching. It was the opposite. You did not want to miss a single pitch. And he, that, those, in 99, he struck out something like 300 guys. So, wow. so we, we posted at least 150 of those at Fenway. We'd also hit the road. And we went to Yankees in 1999. We went to Yankee Stadium, and he pitched. It was September 10th, 1999, and he pitched in the Bronx, and huge Dominican population from the Bronx. You know, usually Yankee fans turned out to root for Pedro, right? Because right? wow. you, yeah. you know, like with my grandparents, it was DiMaggio, right? Yeah. All the Italians rooted for DiMaggio, DiMaggio even though yeah. they were Red Sox fans, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and so there's there's a huge Dominican crowd there, and he back then we had 27 Ks just in case he struck everyone out. We posted the signs in Yankee Stadium, which, looking back, was a pretty stupid thing to do, <laughs> right? We're wearing all red. Our face is painted red. He strikes out the first 10. A couple of Yankee fans come down, rip our signs in half, push us on the ground, right? The cops come and break it up. The Dominican fans come and back us, oh, wow. right? The Dominican fans, and so they surround us for the rest of the game. So we had 27 in the bag. The Yankee fans ripped 10. 17 left, right? And guess how many people he struck out that night? 17. 17. Perfect. Wow. And we went home and we printed up 10 more to fit, to complete the bag. So we had 27. And then we brought them to a teacher in our hometown who double limited the signs <laughs> so that you cannot rip them in half anymore. <laughs> and that was the last time. That was the last time we printed them up until today. Wow. So, so I have one more question. I just, it's dying right. me. I got to ask. All I right. got to ask. All right. So... 2004, I'm yep. in third grade. You okay. know, nice. Kurt Schilling, bloody sock, everything. Yep. You're there. You feel me? Like, walk me, like, moments <laughs> before, like, chaos so we erupted. Went... Like, give me, like, I just want to, like, take me there. We're in 2004 right now, in your shoes. Like, this is the first World Series, like, you know, that Boston has gotten in, what was it, like, Curse or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, like what? I would think that would be, like, one of you guys' best memories. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, but, well, the 2004 season and the 2003 season, which was crushing. You know, like, after the 2003 mm-hmm. season, and they lost the Aaron Boone game when Aaron yeah. Boone hit the home run and then, you know, against Tim Wakefield. 
my dad actually looked at me and said, he apologized. He said, I'm sorry for raising you a Red Sox fan. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is funny. like a curse, right? This is like, it, it was, we were all depressed. And then that season, the pressure just lifted off. And it was just, I mean, the city just, again, every, the city would just shut down. And I remember that, my memory from that season was actually, um, there was the, the game that Pedro pitched in the ALCS. I think it was game five or six oh, at, at the one? stadium oh, in the ALCS or? in 04. He had said during an interview, he said, someone asked him, they said, well, you know, why do you have trouble against the Yankees? And he said, well, I guess the Yankees are my daddy. And so everybody, every Yankee fan in the world wanted to be at that game so that they could chant, who's Who's your your daddy? daddy? And so we drove down from Boston to see that game. You and we didn't have tickets. We would just try to find tickets on the street. You could not get a ticket Mm -hmm. because because, you know, every Yankee fan wanted to be there and we were about to leave. And as we were about to leave, a gate opened next to the stadium. And we looked and there's just one security guard standing there. And my friend Kevin said, everyone give me $20. And so there were five of us. We all put in 20 bucks. So it's $100, right? And he walks up to the security guard. He shakes his hand. And he says, 100 bucks says, me and my friends are watching this game. And the guy looked at it and he goes, yes, it does. <laughs> now, that's a memory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's a the memory. moral of the story is George Steinbrenner, the owner of the Red Sox, or the owner of the Yankees, was not paying his security guards enough. Yeah, yeah right. He let us in for a hundred bucks. <laughs> not much. Yeah, not much. People. But in 2004, and we just we oh, ran man. in and we just we just stood in the back. You know? Oh man, so, that's, that's awesome. how we that's how the K-Men snuck that's into great. Yankee Stadium in 2004. No, that's a memory. Oh, that's a memory. Yeah, yeah that's a memory. it absolutely is. Matt Kirk, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you. Oh, this, this is great. You guys do a great job. This is great, and thanks for everything you guys do for the base and for the kids here. Christoph, you get your natural. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Christos, awesome. And guys, there's going to be more to come with this, but we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time. And you guys will hear us all in the next episode of Jumping Bases.